What is up, guys? This is the Fantasy Football Geniuses podcast hosted by yours truly, the professor, and my co-host, the scientist. We're brought to you today by No Hat Sports. Big shout out to them for uh, giving us this podcast, giving us this platform. And of course, Brew Mats. It puts the brew in the mat. So uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. The NFL draft just happened, and that's obviously what we're going to go into. So we could start off with the draft, but I think there's a bigger debate to be had. The University of Alabama just had the four, like, four top 15 picks go at receiver over the last two years. I don't know if anyone's ever going to be able to repeat that. Now that they're all in the league and we see where they've landed, I think we need to go ahead and rank them. We're going to start at the worst, work our way up to first. So, Mr. Scientist, who is yes, your receiver? All right. Well, obviously for pretty good players, you know, I think some of them may have been overdrafted, but they're still good players. Number four, uh, many of y'all aren't going to appreciate this. I got Devontae Smith, and mm. uh, I know I'm going to get some heat for this one, but Listen, here's the deal. Devontae Smith weighs 165 pounds, so I'm just not going to bet on the odds of him being good in the NFL. Literally the only good receiver that we've seen at that weight is Deshaun Jackson, who, as you know, battled injuries throughout his career. So I could see that being a problem with Smith. And uh, also, he wasn't even good at Alabama until, like, midway through his junior season. So... Honestly, if I'm having to choose number four out of all these guys, I'm going to go with Smith. What about you? Well, I'm a pretty big Smith guy, so that rubs me a little wrong. So, But I'll get to that. At four, I have Henry Ruggs. I mean, it, I mean he's fast. I mean, I'll give him that. He's fast. But uh, I just feel like he's not being utilized the way he should. Not to say that he can't ever be good, but haters, they did not feed him like they should have last year. I think he did have that game-winning touchdown in, like, garbage time against the Jets whenever they threw that game. I think that was him. Outside yeah. of that, I don't remember him ever being called. So, yeah, he just uh, – unless he turns it around, he's definitely been lacking out of these four. Yeah, I had, a, I had like, a five – team parlay going that week and I had the the uh who was it I think I had the the Raiders beating the Jets right yeah so uh, Ruggs kept, no I had I had the Jets beating the Raiders and then Ruggs catches that TD right yeah well if you had it that way that's a terrible beat yeah anyways uh Number three, I got Jalen Waddle, as Roger Goodell likes to call him, the Jalen. Uh, that was pretty funny. I don't know if you heard that. But, uh, you know, Waddle, I think he was a little bit better than Smith at Bama, but he still really didn't do anything. And uh, I think that would have been a bit different if he didn't, like, break his ankle in the middle of his uh, last season, his junior season. Uh, he was outproducing Smith by, like, 10 yards per game at that point. So uh, I do think he's a little bit better than Smith. I think he landed in a bit of a better spot on the Dolphins. And uh, as you can see, 
it appears that the NFL like Swaddle more than Smith too. He went uh, four picks higher than him. So number three, I got Waddle. What do you think about that? Who's your number three? Now I do think he's definitely in the Bears situation between him and Smith. Uh, I, I think uh, the Dolphins. They're just about to be a dynasty in the league. They have so many picks. They had two last year, two this year, two next year, uh, and maybe two the year after that, all in the first round. They were already a good team this year, and they're just going to be loading up. He looks to be the wide receiver one of this dynasty. I don't know if they take anybody else that high in the draft at wide receiver after this. Uh, Because of that, he's always going to have a good line to give his quarterback time. He's always going to have – you know, they just have the ability to set him up so well. Uh, the defense is going to get the other team off the field. Everything about this, a successful team is good for your fantasy players because they're putting up – and I think that's what this team's going to do for a while. Pure talent, uh, he has it. And, I mean, these – these guys are all in kind of a class of their own. They all went top 15 in the draft. So to say that one is worse or better than the other, they're still all good. But, uh, I mean, his injury just kind of pulls him down for me. Uh, I didn't get to see a lot of him last year whenever – last year was really more of his debut for me because he wasn't surrounded by all these great players, uh, at least at the receiver position. So he came back. His ankle was still kind of messed up. But, uh, I mean, I can still see him being a beast, but I haven't seen enough from him for me to put him higher. So that's why he's at three. Yeah. Uh, I think Waddle is like the one guy I might regret ranking too low. I could see him ending up being number one out of all these guys. Yeah. And that's but, uh, definitely a possibility. Yeah. So my number two is Henry. Ruggs, also known as the fastest player in NFL history. And uh, you just can't deny the speed here. I know he wasn't great uh, in his rookie year, but, you know, I got I got to blame that on the check down king, Derek Carr, and also John Gruden's dumbassery, which happened again as they took uh, some, like, third-round talent at pick 18. So uh, Ruggs is going to bounce back, trust me. You can't deny the speed. You can't deny the greatness that you saw from him at Alabama, putting up 746 yards in his senior season. I mean, just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, better than Smith and Waddle were at Bama, for sure. So that's why I have him at number two. But you got it, too. Hey, just get the ball in his hands, and he'll do something with it. He's got that speed. Uh, but for me, at two, I'm going with uh, Mr. Heisman, Devontae Smith. And look, I get that he's small. Let's say it works out. Let's say he overcomes that. Let's say he works out. He is such an animal. Everyone listening to this probably saw the national championship game. He got like over 200 yards in one half. I've never seen something like that. I mean, the people out there were probably bigger than him too. So, I mean, size is obviously a concern, but if he could get through that, if he could maybe put on some weight, I don't know what he has to do. If he could stay healthy, 
he's going to find himself open a lot. He's great at getting open. Once he gets the ball, he I mean, all around, he's just an amazing player. I've been really high on Devonta Smith for a while, so I got to put him at two. Yeah, and, you know, I've heard the uh, he can put on some weight argument a thousand times, but if he couldn't put on weight in four years playing at the best college football program in the world, I don't know if he can do it now. I just don't think it's possible. So, you know, the talent is there for Smith. I just think at his size, the ceiling is capped, and I'm a little bit worried about his durability in this league, playing with guys a lot bigger than he saw, you know, on Saturdays. Anyways, you know, Number one, I think we got the same number one, Jerry the Jew Judy, uh, elite route runner. We've all seen the videos of him uh, taking ankles. And, you know, once they upgrade from uh, Drew Locke or Teddy B, whoever it's going to be, Jew is just going to eat. He's always open every play. And, uh, you know, many people think he had a disappointing rookie season. But, look, he had like 860 yards and – I think seven touchdowns and that was playing with drew lock at qb i think he i think judy also missed like two or three games so a lot of people look at the rookie season as disappointing i actually think it was pretty good what do you got to say about you yeah i love you he's as you said the footwork is incredible that man can lose anybody on the field and something that people need to keep in mind justin jefferson he had this amazing season not to discredit him, but he had a better quarterback. He had Adam Thielen taking some heat off of him. Cortland Sutton was injured the entire season. So Judy was getting that CB1 attention with Drew Locke in the backfield. And uh, was Drew Locke injured a little bit this year? Yeah, they had yeah. Uh, Brett Rippian starting a couple games and some other guy. Oh, Jeff Driscoll, I think. Yeah, so like – he did so much with nothing at QB. It cannot get worse than it was this year. Even a full year of Teddy Bridgewater or just a full year of Drew better than what he had this year. But he's getting that cornerback one attention. Uh, Cortland Sutton's coming back. He might take from either way. That's going to take a little less heat off of him. Uh, but it was him and, like, Tim Patrick. So, like – yeah. Who are you focusing on out there? Judy still produced. I think he's going to be a beast. He has some catching issues, but, I mean, I guess I could just attribute that to the yips. He'll get over it. He's going to start catching the ball, and when he does, he's going to be an animal. Yeah, I'm not worried about the drops either. You know, Devontae Adams had the most drops in the league his rookie <laughs> year. DK Metcalf and AJ Brown led the league in drops last season, and you don't hear anyone talking about it. Yeah. So, had a bad year. The drops me. for Judy is a is a bad narrative. Yeah. All right. So there you have it. The uh, Bama receivers ranked one to four. Judy, the consensus number one. So with that, moving on to the NFL draft recap, we're gonna hit rounds one through three. Touch on a couple guys in round four. We're only going to be talking about fantasy-relevant players, so QBs, running backs, receivers, and tight ends. And as you know, uh, we knew this for months, Trevor Lawrence went number one. Zach Wilson went number two. You've already heard all the analysis about those guys going to those places, so we're just going to skip over them. Go straight to number three, which was the big question mark in the draft. 
the Niners took Trey Lance. How are you feeling about that fit, Professor? Uh, honestly, no matter who went there, I was going to like that pick because it's just such a great situation. Uh, yeah, I think Trey Lance is going to fit well back there. I think that was your prediction, too, which I don't think a lot of people had him go yeah. there. So. We actually got the uh, first five picks of our mock draft right, which not many people can say. So proud of us for that. I like I like Lance a lot. I think he was the right pick. Uh, he's the smartest QB in in the draft, and he's also the most athletically gifted. So once he uh, you know learns the system, works out some of those accuracy issues, uh, I I think the sky's the limit. I could see. If anyone's going to challenge Pat Mahomes for the number one QB in Dynasty, I think it's Trey Lance, no joke. I just think the rushing ability and, you know, this offense is just it's just a match made in heaven. Moving on to number four, the Falcons, you know, many people thought they could go Fields or Lance here, whoever fell to them. Instead, they decide to ride with Matt Ryan and they pick up Kyle Pitts. Uh, I love this pick personally, I think. Pitts was the second best player in the draft after Lawrence. And as you know, uh, Julio's getting old. They're fading him out of the offense, so they need that new alpha. And that's Kyle Pitts. What do you think about that pick? Yeah, another no-brainer. Uh, whoever he went to, he was going to be a beast. Especially uh, like we discussed in the last one, if they do keep Julio, then they have Julio, Ridley, Pitts, I mean, you. There's only so many defenders on the field. You could only like, you could only focus on so many people. Somebody's getting the ball every play, and somebody's eating. So this is going to be a very deadly offense. Yeah, and not to mention they got a RB one Mike Davis back there, which is Ooh. exciting. Mike Man. Davis, arguably the biggest winner of the fantasy offseason, I think. You know. I actually made the mistake of selling him for a fourth-round pick in a dynasty mm. league, and now he's probably going to be the starting running back for, you know, one of the most high-powered offenses in the league. Yeah, I know many people uh, on Twitter are calling for the Jags to trade James Robinson to the Falcons. I would love to see that, too. That would be cool. <clears throat> At as number five – sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, as a firm believer – in Mike Davis, you just got to let him ride. Let him be the fantasy goat that he is. And, uh, and yeah. we'll keep him back there in Atlanta. Love to see that for him. Yeah, I mean, he was like CMC Jr. last year. It was great to see. <laughs> At number five, the Bengals take Jamar Chase. What do you think about that one? Uh, Personally, I would have gone O-line, but you can't deny the talent. Uh. I mean, that's going to be a crazy offense if Joe Burrow can stay alive back there. All those options, Higgins, Boyd, and now Jamar Chase. I think he walks in day one. He's the receiver. And, uh, I mean, they, they could really put together something special if they could just keep Joe Burrow safe back there. Yeah, I think this is the right pick, actually. I know they need O-line, but – if they were going O-line, they were going to take Sewell. And uh, tackle is actually the strongest position on their O-line. They have Jonah Williams, their first-round pick from two years ago. He's fully healthy. And they signed Riley Reef, not to be confused with the porn star, to play at right tackle. And uh, 
you know, they, they address they address their O line later in the draft. They got uh, Jackson Carmen from Clemson to play interior O line. They'll be much improved. Uh, I love the Chase pick. I think he's just easily the best receiver in the draft. One of the greatest wide receiver prospects of all time, in my opinion. He should ball out. He's going to be their number one from the first game. So, honestly, I wouldn't be afraid to take him as, like, a top 15 fantasy receiver and redraft, and I think he's already top 10 in Dynasty. Oh, and I, I definitely think he's going top – wait, when you say top 15, you mean top 15 straight up or top 15 receiver? Top 15 receiver. Dude, I think people who just have some rookie fever are going to be way overdrafting him. I could see people taking him in, like, top five receivers on board. Yeah, we'll see. It's possible. I mean, if Justin Jefferson can do what he did, I mean, Chase was better than Jefferson in college, so – it wouldn't be that crazy for him to, to finish, like, top ten. But we'll see what happens. Uh, number six, the Dolphins. You predicted they would take Devontae Smith, which I actually think would have been a better fit for their offense. But instead, they go with Jalen Waddle. How are you feeling about Waddle's fit with Tua and the Dolphins? Uh, as I was saying, I'm a little higher on Devontae Smith, but – you know, you get a guy who's just going to come in day one. He's the best receiver. He has that connection with Tua already. And the team itself is already great. So, yes, I would have preferred it to be Devonta Smith, but I don't think they went wrong here. Uh, these are two great players. So, I mean, fantasy implications, every time he steps on the field, uh, I mean, I've been talking to some Bama fans lately. They said every time he would step on the field, kick return or, or like, man, this guy might take it. He might house it. Every time he touches the ball, it might be a house call. So that's what you got to look for. It's just, uh, I don't know. I would like to see uh, Smith right there. Yeah, Waddle's still a good pick. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't fall to uh, the Chargers like I wanted in the mock draft, but – Moving on, Lions take Sewell at seven, and then the Eagles trade with your Cowboys. Cowboys move back to number 12, Eagles up to number 10. Cowboys pick up another third-round pick, right? Uh, they did, and they kind of pissed that one away. So they basically got nothing for this. Oh, that's unfortunate. Regardless, the Eagles take Devontae Smith, your guy, at number 10, pair him <laughs> up with Jalen Hurts, his college teammate. Uh, I like this for Jalen Hurts. This is going to help him out a lot as he kind of develops as a passer in the NFL. As for Devontae Smith, not the greatest landing spot. He will be the number one receiver from the time he steps on the field, but I just think the passing volume in that offense may be limited because they're probably going to run the ball quite a bit with Hurts and uh, Miles Sanders. Uh, I mean, with this – I, now, I love Devonta Smith, and he did have that connection with uh, Jalen Hurts for a little bit in college. But, uh, I mean, I, I wish the man great health, but, I mean, you're talking about how he's undersized. Imagine him running over the middle with Micah Parsons, 6'3", 250, sub 4'4", speed, just clocking him. Like, he, he'll just disintegrate on the spot. And I think – 
with these two matching up against each other twice a year, that might be uh, pretty bad for his health. He could only take so many of those. So, Yeah, I know there's people, you know, in the pro Devontae Smith camp that are like, if you, if you talk about his weight, that's stupid. But, like, I weigh 170 pounds. And just thinking about this logically, I would be scared for my life stepping on an NFL football field right now. I would probably die, like, no joke. <laughs> So people that just dismiss Devontae Smith's weight, I don't understand it. You got to think about it a little bit harder. Imagine yourself in that situation. Anyways, you know, good luck to Devontae. Hope he stays healthy out there. Yeah, thoughts and prayers, man. Number 11, steal of the draft, easily. Bears trade up and take Justin Fields, QB, out of Ohio State. I'm pretty sure everyone – uh, besides the Jets, had Justin Fields as their QB, too. So the Bears actually, for once, make a good move and come get their guy. He's already the best QB in franchise history. How are you feeling about this move by the Bears? Uh, well, I mean, obviously a great move. This was an incredible steal. I know I had him as my number two. Pretty sure you did as well. Uh, I think he'll be good. I mean, obviously he's better than what they've had there, but – I'm really just thinking about the rest of the offense more so in this pick because his value is just so obviously there. Uh, you got to think about what this means for Allen Robinson, who's always been, uh, you know, that massive boom potential in fantasy. He's always been with nothing around. You give him Justin Fields, that's just incredible for that. Uh, David Montgomery, uh, I mean, he had a solid end of the year last year, but you add a good – competent quarterback who could also run around a little bit. That's going to open up his game a little more, I feel like. Uh, could take away on the goal line, potentially. But uh, overall, this offense has just got so much better. I love this move. 100% to steal the draft. I don't think anybody can argue that. For sure. Uh, love that move for every other player on the Bears offense. At 13, the Chargers take Rashawn Slater. Continue to build that offensive lineup for Herbert. Love that move. Jets trade up to 14 and get Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, they're taking care of Zach Wilson. And Mac Jones falls all the way to the Patriots at number 15. And many are saying Mac Jones is the next Tom Brady. What do you got to say about that? Uh, I think that's a pretty ambitious take. Would love to see it, but... Does it not rub you wrong as a fan of literally any other team in the league to see Mac Jones just fall to the Patriots? They don't have to trade or anything. That yeah, that had me kind of upset. I'm not going to lie. But as far as fantasy, mm, he has his tight ends. I don't really think he has any great receivers. But yeah. he is the best quarterback on the team. A huge shame because now an Alabama graduate will be starting over two Auburn QBs. And, uh, oh, dang. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a sad day for Auburn. But overall, I think it will be pretty good. Maybe not year one just because of the lack of talent around him. But uh, if he could utilize those tight ends that he has, I think it could be pretty good in the years to come. Yeah. Uh, I think Jones is – 
obviously a good fit for their system. But in fantasy, I just I'm not too interested in him because he's not running the ball, and I think his wide receiver one is Nelson Aguilar. So, you know, they need to add some some playmakers around him. We'll see how that goes. He should be all right. Uh, next offensive player off the board, the Raiders reach up for Leatherwood. And at 20, the New York Giants, who traded back from pick 11, pick up Kadarius Toney, wide receiver out of Florida. And I got to say, this is uh, either the biggest or the second biggest reach of the draft. I don't think they they should have gone receiver here, but, you know, they do need someone on the other side of Galladay. If they were going to go receiver, they should have taken someone else. There's like 10 better receivers on the board than Tony. Personally, I would have gone with Bateman. What you got to say about Tony to the Giants at 20? Uh, yeah, I kind of got to agree with you there. I think if Devontae Smith is there for them at 11, go ahead and take him. But I don't really know if receiver was the most glaring need on this team. Uh especially whenever you're having to pick on a guy like I don't think he's trash. I don't think he's great. I think there's just a lot more valuable pieces on the board. And I know they have uh, – who's their corner? Uh, I don't know anything about the Giants. Uh, it's uh, – anyway, Giants fans are going to hate me for this. But they have one uh, corner who's pretty good. And uh, you add Caleb Fairley to the mix, who does have a little bit of uh, injury issues. But you had a guy like that who should have been top 10 if healthy. He's on the board. Uh, you throw him, him into that defense, which was already solid last year. I mean, you are just shutting people down. And uh, you already added Gaudet. You already addressed that need. I just – I feel like they reached, and there was just way better value on the board than they did. If they were to take a receiver, it's got to be a top guy. So – don't love it a lot. Yeah, there's this guy I follow on Twitter. His name is Matt Harmon. He's like one of the big wide receiver film guys on Twitter. And he does this thing called reception perception, where he like charts the success rate of like every different type of route for every receiver. And uh, he's been doing it since like 2003. Kadarius Tony. Came in in the first percentile against press coverage, the lowest he's ever seen. So all you got to do is press this guy, and, uh, you know, he's a non-factor. What? Okay, I didn't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Bro, if he does it for every single player, like undrafted dudes, and he's in the first percentile, that's sad. And uh, I looked it up. Giants have James Bradbury. That is a corner. I'm, oh, yeah. Fairly. Bradley, that would be that would be pretty scary. Yeah, I was thinking uh, uh, Janoris Jenkins, but he was he got traded a few years ago. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> after number twenty, uh, Vikings take Darisaw at twenty three, and the Steelers take Najee Harris at twenty four. Uh, I I don't think they should have gone running back here. Although it's a clear need, uh, the offensive line is still trash. Big Ben's still got a noodle arm. But uh, how are you feeling about this move for fantasy purposes? Mm, 
I mean, I, I think he's a beast. I think uh, I saw earlier today, uh, what's his name? Marshawn Lynch. He was saying that uh, Najee Harris just looks like a freak of nature. So I think the value is definitely there in, in him. He needed to go around this time. Uh, he was, he's definitely a first-round talent in my mind, even though picking running backs in the first – isn't always the best idea. He's a beast, plain and simple. Uh, <clears throat> for the Steelers, they did. They do have a lot of uh, weapons on their offense. Their O line is kind of depleted. Big Ben is getting old, as he said. But I don't know how I feel, honestly. I think that Najee Harris is such a beast. I don't think they're going to be too mad about this one, honestly. Yeah, we'll see. If they can figure out a way to fix their O lineup, maybe through free agency or some trades, it should be fine. I think uh I think it'll be great for fantasy though. We like that for fantasy. Yeah. And I mean Steelers are too good of a franchise to let all that crumble around them. They've been too good for too long. Yeah. At twenty five, the Jags take ETN, which is also, you know, one of the biggest reaches of the draft, in my opinion. Especially, you know, they have so many holes on defense. And they have James Robinson back there already. So what's the need for ETN? I just think it was a, kind of a stupid pick. And I also saw that Urban Meyer was, like, very disappointed that he didn't get Kadarius Tony, which I just think is hilarious that those were, like, his top two guys that he wanted. Huge red flags going up with uh, Urban Meyer on this. As you said, Kadarius Tony, he might suck. They already have a 1,000 yard rusher, and then they take a running back in the first. I don't know how that could ever make sense. The only other pick was the most obvious pick of all time. I can't even, like, I can't rate him on that. Like, yeah. either draft Trevor Lawrence being an idiot. So, this first round for uh, Urban Meyer. Not looking good so far. Uh, ETN, I mean, he's good, but I can't see this not being a split backfield. Like, James Robinson still has way too much value to not touch the ball. So, yeah, I don't really like it yeah. from any aspect. Like, I don't even think it's good for FC. Yeah. I don't know how much it's going to help him. ETN should get the lion's share of the work, but. Uh, obviously not a good move for the Jags there. Um, let's see, moving on. 27, the Ravens take my guy, Rashad Bateman. Uh, don't love this for Bateman, but I do love it for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. He finally gets a true number one receiver that he's never had. And I saw, you know, on Twitter today, their GM and their head coach were talking about how their offense is going to, like, evolve into the next phase, which clearly means they're going to be throwing the ball more. So Bateman should be the main beneficiary of that. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying this is a bad landing spot. While it isn't the best, I still believe in the talent of Bateman. He was my number two receiver in this class behind Chase, and he's still there. I'm not moving him back. So I'm planting my flag on Bateman here. Multiple top 20 finishes in his future as a Baltimore Raven. Yeah, and uh, 
I think Bateman, he could definitely do good here. I, th- I think we may have had him mocked here in our draft. It was either here or to the Saints. Uh, I know it went right around here in our mock. But, uh, yeah, it's really a nut up or shut up time for Lamar Jackson. He doesn't really have any more excuses at this point. So, I, I saw uh, they 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 filled all the holes basically in their offensive line. Uh, I'm not exactly sure who they got, but they got some new guys in there. His old line is solid. Running backs are solid. Can he throw the ball? There is no reason for this offense to stall anymore because they have the weapons in every way. The question is his own. I think that biggest on going season, especially with Lamar with a new contract coming up soon. So, All right, so we come to the end of round one with uh, Saints taking Peyton Turner. Packers get Stokes, the cornerback out of Georgia. My Bills pick up Greg Rousseau. Bonafide stud, 16 sacks as a sophomore. Ravens get uh, Jason Owe, and the Bucks take defensive end Joe Tryon out of Washington to wrap up the first round. So we'll be back next time talking about rounds two and three. A couple players in round four that we want to touch on, uh, landing spots, fantasy impacts for those guys. So hope you guys enjoyed the Alabama wide receiver rankings as well as the round one draft recap. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Football Geniuses podcast brought to you by No Hat Sports. See you again next time. Adios.